Blog Talk Radio. Franchise interviews from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Welcome to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship. Listen to interviews with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts, and attorneys. And now, welcome your host, Marty McDermott, and Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone, and welcome to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews, and we have a great show today. We're meeting with Will Dean, the founder and CEO of Tough Mudder Bootcamp. And at Tough Mudder Bootcamp, you're never alone. Your fellow mudders will always be there to lift you up, literally. We're going to talk to Will about that in just a moment on Franchise Interviews. So stick around, because we have a great show. The Stone Coat Franchise Opportunity. Are you looking for a unique and lucrative franchise opportunity? If so, take a look at Stone Coat. With a patented process which creates a true stone finish on almost any wall or ceiling, Stone Coat is a true game-changing product in the multi-billion dollar construction industry. Stone Coat is applied faster, cleaner, and cheaper than conventional quarried stone, which saves both time and money. With advantages in remodel and new construction of both residential and commercial projects, Stone Coat is a true crossover product. The Stone Coat franchise opportunity provides a low startup cost, low operating expenses, comprehensive training, ongoing support, and no royalty payments. For more information on the Stone Coat franchise opportunity, go to www.stonecoatfranchise.com. That's www.stonecoatfranchise.com or call us at 972-380-2700. That's 972-380-2700. Hi, this is Connie McDermott, Administrative Assistant for Franchise Interviews, LLC, and you're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews, from Easton, Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to a very special edition of Franchise Interviews, where for over 11 years now, we've been asking the franchipreneurs of one one. I'm your host, Marty McDermott. I'm the president of Franchise Interviews. And as we were saying earlier, we have a great show today. We're meeting with Will Dean, the founder and CEO of Tough Mudder Bootcamp. And at Tough Mudder Bootcamp, you're never alone. Your fellow mudders will always be there to lift you up, literally. Hi, Will. How are you? Welcome to the show. I'm well. Thank you for having me on. Oh, this is my pleasure, Will. We always like to ask our guests, where are you calling from this morning, Will? I am in uh, sunny London, England, where it's already the afternoon here. Oh, that's right. Fantastic. And is it raining there today? Do you know, it is a beautiful day. Um, We've had the most amazing summer here. So I know your American listeners imagine it rains every day in London, but we're having great weather. People are are still wandering around in T-shirts and shorts in October, which never happens here. But it is is very sunny. Great. 
That's fantastic. I was so happy to have you on the show today, Will, you know, because you were really, I mean, you were there at the beginning. You know, I thought maybe we'd go back to the beginning, you know, and we could talk a little bit about mm-hmm. the history of Tough Mudder Boot Camp and, you know, how you really came up yep. with this concept, because I think it's fantastic. Well, thank you. Yeah. So let, let me give you a bit of background uh, on it. So, you know, I started Tough Mudder, the events business first. I'm sure many of your listeners will be familiar with our muddy obstacle courses. Mm-hmm. And we, we had a problem. Um, and the problem was that we were seeing 10 to 20% of people were signing up for our events and not even making it to the star line. Um, and that sucks for them. And frankly, it sucks for us because they write to right. us and they say, oh, I'd like a refund. And, and you know, so we decided to dig into this, trying to understand what was going on. And what became really clear is that most people sign up for a Tough Mudder. They make their New Year's resolution. They buy their ticket in January mm-hmm. for the event in the summer. And then they don't follow a decent training regime. They don't get in shape and they can't come and do the event in the summer. And so we said, let's see if we can help them with that. And what became really interesting was a couple of things were true. If, if you work it on your own, it's really hard to achieve your fitness goals. If you do right. the same thing every day, you get bored really yes. quickly. Um, and so we said, these are, these are two really interesting things. Let's see if we can work with those and let's see if we can create a workout that you know, isn't just for doing a Tough Mudder, but is a workout that anyone can follow easily. And the big two things we tried to do was, first of all, create something that was social um, and, right. and, really, uh, and really varied in terms of what you're doing when you come into the space. And, um, and so we built this prototype gym in our main office in Brooklyn, New York, um, and then I hired a bunch of people with fitness backgrounds and personal training backgrounds to come in and help us build this. And in secret, for literally 18 months, we ran this kind of stealth gym, trying mm-hmm. to figure out what works for people, what's the most effective way of training. And two things came out of that that were really interesting. The first one was it's really hard to get good trainers, right? really, right. really hard to get good trainers. And, mm-hmm. um, and so we tried to create something where the trainer still matters, but the technology is, is what really drives the variation in the uh, workout. So the trainer doesn't have to worry about an individual, really. They can focus on uh, making sure the class are having fun and that the energy level right. is high. And the best way I can describe what we've built is it's kind of like we've built this sort of like interactive movie theater where every day there's a different workout sent to a franchisee. It's programmed by um, our central team of fitness experts who've you know, been involved in the events for years and years. And the right. idea is that um, you know, if you're a franchisee and you own um, one of the Tough Mudder boot camps, then mm-hmm. you know, all you really have to do is set out the equipment around the six zones in the space. And it really is as simple as kind of pressing play on a movie and you have the workout zones, and the whole hour, it's an hour-long workout, is broken up into seven-second increments. And we, we had fun in Brooklyn because we, I said, look, we've got to see what this is like when we try it with a bad trainer. Um, and so we purposely <laughs> interviewed some trainers with the idea of trying to find bad trainers um, right. and to see, to see if it, we could still put on a good workout, even if the trainer's not great. And, of course, we would never want to go and do that um, you know, uh, uh, for real, but we wanted to test it. And what became clear right. is actually with a great set of technology and the TVs explaining what you have to do and a great soundtrack and everything broken into seven-second increments, you can get a lot done in an hour. And the other thing that became really obvious was you have to make it fun. You know, and of course, you know, working out at seven in the morning, it's not like fun, uh-huh. like, you know, going for a few drinks or something on a Saturday evening, but you right. have to try and make it social group based and create interaction. And, you know, many of your listeners will probably know Tough Mudder, the events, they're not races, they're challenges. It's all about doing uh-huh. it with your team. 
And how could we bring that ethos into what we were doing? So you know, you're working together with a partner, you're moving through the workout with that partner. And what was really interesting when we did all the testing, and as I said, we ran this thing for 18 months in stealth mode, was people would come to our test workouts and they'd say, please partner me with that person again. I had so much fun working out with wow. that person. And I said, well, you, you literally just met each other. Um, and um, so that was fun. And then, look, and, and then the other things that, we, so we felt, first of all, we felt we built a really great workout. And yeah. we thought that we'd solved one of the biggest challenges in studio fitness, which is how can you create something that's really economic where you don't end up having to spend a huge amount trying mm-hmm. to attract really expensive trainers. And to be right. clear, you still need to have a good trainer who's high energy, but they don't have to be someone who's you know, thinking about the technical components all the time for the 30 people in the class. And so you know, we've been able to address that. And then the, the biggest thing that Tough Mudder has, which as far as I can tell, no other fitness franchise out there has, is we have a database of three and a half million people that have done our events. And we know where those people live, quite literally, because you know they have to, when they sign up, they have to tell us where they live, they have to sign a declaration. And so if you're, if you're buying a territory off us, we can say to you, this is how many mudders live within seven minutes drive of um, your location. That's great. And this is... Um, and you know, like these are literally their addresses. So you know, you should email them, but you should also go and put a flyer through each door, and you should knock on their door right. and tell them to come down and see this space, which you know is just unique within the studio fitness space. And you know, I'm I'm an entrepreneur. You know, this is my third business now. And you know, I said to the team, I said, you know, I think we might sell a hundred franchises in the first year. And of course, everyone in the franchise industry said, "Will, you're insane." You'll never be able to do that. And I said, look, we, you know, we have this br- we have this brand. You know, it's a brand that everyone's heard of. We have this huge database, right, which is really important in terms of bringing customers into the gyms, but also really important in helping trying to sell the franchises in the first place. You know, we've been able to go direct to the consumer. We have so many people that have done Tough Mudders um, all over the world, and you may have heard this statistic before. Twenty thousand of those Tough Mudders have the Tough Mudder logo tattooed on them. And that should That's tell incredible. you something. I know it's amazing, isn't it? I, I am not one of them. That's nearly always the next question I get. <laughs> but um, we have 20,000 people that have got the logo tattooed on them, which incredible. is just amazing. And it tells you something about you know, some of the diehard brand ambassadors that we have out there. You know, and we were able to say to them, look, here's your chance to create your own Tough Mudder community. Because you know, this is already happening. You know, Mudders get together. Right. They have meetups in cities. You know, they get together before the event. And I like they have a, like a dinner before the event, they have a dinner after the event. And you know, the big thing that we can say you know, to anyone coming into one of our gyms is, look, the three ways you achieve your fitness goals are you train with a goal in mind, doing something like a Tough Mudder. And hey, right. by the way, we're all going to bring someone out to one of the Tough Mudder events and we're going to have a bus on the day and we're all going to make our own T-shirts. And when we get out there, we'll have our own start wave and we'll be going off with the other Tough Mudder boot camps from the area. And then that evening, we're all going to go for dinner. It'll be a good time. So there's the, that's the first thing we can say. Secondly is, look, it's really varied. You never do the same workout twice. There are literally 900 different exercises that we work together in you know, millions and millions of different combinations. So you never get bored. And then thirdly, it's social. And you know, that yes. actually is the most important thing. If you want to achieve your fitness goals, work out with other people. Because if you try and do it on your own, you just don't. We, we read so many stories. We met with so many people that said, look, I go to the gym on my own after work. I go on the elliptical for half an hour. I'm bored out of my mind. I go home. I have a beer, pizza, and some ice cream. And I wonder why I'm not getting into better shape. Um, <laughs> right. Um, exactly. And, and the answer is, you know, you have to make it fun. Um, and so, uh, 
you know, I'm really proud. I mean, I, you know, I can't take any of the credit for it. It was really the team that did that, that built this. You know, we hired some people uh-huh. with studio fitness background. We already had great trainers from the events. You know, we were already putting content out there, giving people guides as to how to train online. So, you know, it became very logical for us to say, okay, let's take it to the next step. And, you know, we were really clear as well that we've got to build something that doesn't just work in markets like New York or LA or London. Mm-hmm. You know where people are paying forty, fifty bucks a class. So that's great in those markets, but you know there's only so many places you can take something that's doing that. We were trying to create something where the unit economics were way better. So you know, it depends, of course, where in the world you're building this and the local costs. But my aim was look, we want to try and build a studio that all in, all in in terms of the cost of franchise fees, build out permits, all the rest of it is under two hundred thousand dollars. Because if you can achieve that, um, and that was my that was my remit to them. When right. you know you go out to market, you don't need to have thousands and thousands of people, you know, turning up just for this thing to break even. It can break even on a couple of hundred members. And if we can say to someone that there's a thousand mothers living within seven minutes of you, we're giving them a huge head start. So, so that's what we're doing. You know, we've been like really blown away by it. And you know, I always say to everyone working at Tough Mudder, look, Tough Mudder's not curing cancer or bringing peace right. to the Middle East. But we are getting people to live happier, more active lifestyles. And we're bringing people together. And we live in this age, you know, where we all report that we're on social media and we're more lonely and more anxious than we used mm-hmm. to be. And right. I won't pretend that, like, Tough Mudder on its own is, like, solving all those problems. But I do think we're part of the solution, you know, getting people to be healthy, active, feeling good about themselves physically, but also feeling good about themselves mentally. You know, this idea that together you're stronger than as an individual, you know, and through the support of each other, you can achieve things you couldn't do on your own is really central to the ethos of this. You know, my background prior to starting Tough Mudder was UK counterterrorism. And of course, everything you do there is, is part of a team and a real right. sense of camaraderie. And, you know, I, I want to try and capture some of that and, to, and that spirit into what we're doing with Tough Mudder Bootcamp. Um, and you know, so far so good, and we're having a lot of fun. And I think our franchisees are having a lot of fun. You know, they certainly tell me they are. Right? Again, they're changing lives. Right. They're getting to see the difference they're making in people's lives. People who are losing weight. People who are doing things that they they thought they could never do before. And um, you know, it's not it's it's a new business for us. We've been in the events for a long time, but it's clearly a very logical extension of what we're doing. And I'm so proud of. You know, every week I get people writing to me, and they say things like. You know, I was getting bullied at work, and I went. I did a tough mudder, and I went into the office on a Monday morning with my orange headband on after the event. And I said to my boss, "Yeah, you don't get to speak to me like that anymore. I'm a tough mudder." Um, you know, and <laughs> I mean, good for those people. It says more about them than it does yeah. about us. But the fact that we're part of transforming people's lives, and the fact that we're giving, you know, the gym operators, the boot camp operators, an opportunity to also be part of that and build a community, bring people together. You know, it's just it's fun. Uh, and I hope that comes across. You know, I'm English, so I always get this feedback when I'm in the States that I don't sound energetic or positive enough. But um, I don't know, <laughs> no, I I'm not really getting tell. that at all. Okay, well, you know, I'm certainly having fun with this. It's what a what an amazing story. And it's you know, it's really one of the reasons you know we started the show. Will is you know, as you're telling the story, I just say that this is this is really incredible. Did did you know early on, Will, that I mean that franchising would probably be your means of, of distribution? I mean, it seems like it's it's a very simple model to duplicate anywhere in the world so did, did you immediately think this would be a good model for franchising yeah and i thought that for a couple of reasons you know the first one was you know the tough mudder brand not just in the states but around the world is of course now a mm-hmm. very big brand Mil- millions right. of people have done the event and also from you know all walks of life you know like 
when I'm in New York or something, people always say, oh, I just always assumed it was like white finance professionals that do the event. And I said, no, that, right. that, that it's just that you're a white finance professional and you know other white <laughs> finance professionals. Right. So like the people you know who do Tough that way. But it's a, sure. it's, a, it's a really broad tribe. You know, like we talk about it as the Tough Mudder tribe. And so I knew for this to work, I, you know, we can get to a stage where we can have a thousand, maybe more units in the United States and that number again in the rest of the world. You know, we're very big in the UK and Germany, Australia, big, big markets for us. And so it seemed to me that, you know, to, to achieve the kind of reach we want to achieve, it's going to be necessary. Secondly, you know, we knew that we had this, these die-hard members of the community that you know, would be excited on this, not just because they want to be part of the community and do more, but because it's a great business opportunity as well. You know, I mean, at the end right. of the day, people are not opening one of these things just because they love Tough Mudder. You know, they do the analysis, they look at the potential return on investment, you know, like, you know, they, they, they build their model and they say, well, I don't need a a great deal of members to break even, you know, like the cost of building one of these, that is a fraction of most of the other studio fitness concepts out there. You know, you're not seeing big expensive treadmills in there or other expensive equipment. You know, they've, they've built something that doesn't require like a ton of expensive people working in uh -huh. it. And so this is, this is a great business opportunity. And, you know, I was very clear that, you know, I, you know, gr businesses succeed or fail based upon the passion and the commitment to the people on the ground. Mm -hmm. And right. you know, here it seemed like we had a, a great opportunity to put those things together with a great concept. So right from day one, franchising to us felt like it made a lot of sense. It's it's a great, you know, when I was watching the videos online, Will, you know, is that what that's what I got out of it is it's really it's a fun franchise opportunity. We have a lot of different types of categories that come on our show. It could be automotive, transmission franchise, tax franchises, you know, and as I was watching yours, I said, wow, I said, this is something where, as you mentioned, your franchisees sound really satisfied with their job. You know, they're having fun as well as your customers are having fun, you know, and, and, and that's so important, isn't it? Absolutely. And it just makes it easier. You know, I always tell yeah. people, you know, like you can't expect to have fun all the time. You know, some parts right. of any job are going to be more fun than others. But, you know, like getting people together, you know, like, you know, there are moments that are genuinely amusing in the work and everyone comes together and you know, like you can't take yourself too seriously. I, I, right. I think that's what we've always tried to tap into. And, you know, like if you like we're of course here today to talk just about the boot camps, but you know, like our business really has three components to it. You know, we have the events business, we have the gym, the franchising business, and of course we also have the TV business. You know, and we have this major partnership with CBS. And again, I don't know of any other franchise concepts out there that can say, yeah, we have an hour-long right. broadcast special on CBS broadcast right. on CBS Sports on Christmas Day on December 25th for an hour. Um, you know, and we were always very focused that we, what we're trying to do is build an ecosystem for the tribe. Um, training is part of that. The events are part of that. The media and the content is part of that. And for us, it was about bringing it together as a whole. Um, you know, and being part of something bigger than yourself. You know, I don't pretend I may have started Tough Mudder, but Tough Mudder is, you know, much more than Will Dean these days. Um, you know, it's a, it's a tribe. It's a community. Um, and you get to be part of that. That's terrific. How has Will or, or, or does technology play a role in the business or how do you use technology? Yeah. So what became clear to us really early on is I'm trying to find great trainers. Um, it, it's mm -hmm. tough. You know, I mean, I was blown away right. with Barry's Bootcamp, which is a high-end uh, uh, studio in New York City and L.A. and a few other cities. Their trainers get paid 180000 bucks a year to work 16 wow. hours a week. 
I know, Incredible. 16 hours a week, 180,000 bucks. And, <laughs> and I said, and why is it? It's uh, because like, great trainers can fill out the class. I said, look, okay, that's fine. But like most of the places we're going to be opening our studios, like, people are not going to be paying the trainers $180,000 right. a year. Right. I mean, that's, that's almost what it costs to open one of these things. And um, so what we said is, can we use particularly TV um, in an integrated manner to, with music, um, and with the equipment in there to create something, you know, I hesitate to use the phrase, but basically runs itself. So mm-hmm. in the morning, if you're a franchisee, you get a file, it's a couple of megabytes, you download it, and you have in the space itself, you have a set inventory of equipment, mostly free weights, no big complicated machines that you'd see in a traditional gym. And you have six workout zones. There are seven TVs in total. At each workout zone, you have two individual exercises. And we basically, you get this file, it loads onto the, uh, uh, onto the operating system in the individual gym, and you hit play, and it runs for an hour. And it tells people through the hour, okay, we're all doing a group warm-up now. We're all doing the same thing for the next minute. And then it beeps. And then you all get paired off onto different workstations, and I might be doing press-ups, and you might be doing kettlebell swings. And right. then it beeps, and we swap over. And then we do that for a couple of minutes, and then it, and then and it's very very clear from everything that happens in the space. I can't really do it justice like, over the phone, but you know if you come sure. in theatre or you see one of the videos online, and then right. you move to the next station. And what was really interesting, and I'm going to stereotype half the population here, but men do not like following instructions. That really came out of our um, <laughs> that really came out of our um, uh, our research. You know, like I, women are so much better at this. You know, women are so like they pay more attention than men. Men men Great. get to the front, and you know the instructor says, "Okay, we're going to do A, then we're going to do B, then we're going to do C." <laughs> And so like, the guys go off and they get to A and they start doing A and that's great. And then it beeps. And then they all turn to each other and say, hey, hang on, what are we doing next? And what these Funny. TVs give you is a quick reference to be like, oh, yeah, I get it. I remember, right? right. I'm supposed to be doing kettlebell swings yeah. now. And it, it just means the whole thing, again, I hesitate to use this phrase, but it basically runs itself. And right. the playlist right. is integrated. The sound is integrated. You know, and in the testing, as I said, we even said, look, we believe in the technology so well. Let's bring in some terrible trainers. So we, we had these really fun interviews in Brooklyn. Where we brought these people in. And we all said, yeah, this guy's going to be terrible. Like, let's, and, you know, and they'd say, really? I got the job. I didn't think the interview was going so well. And I said, well, come, <laughs> come and test it, right. test it out. And, um, and, you know, and we saw from the feedback, look, a great trainer, of course, makes the class better. But a bad trainer can't ruin the class. It's still a good class, even with the... Um, uh, even with a uh, you know, average or a, you know, not particularly good trainer. And we even at times said, look, let's just see what happens if for a minute the trainer doesn't say anything. Just are things still kind of running themselves? And they are. And so, you know, like, it's not like we're using cutting-edge technology. But what we have done is we've integrated a bunch of pre-existing stuff, audio systems, pretty simple computing systems, graphical user displays. And you know, the file you get is basically just a music file and a set of GIFs, you know, like those little very simple moving images. Um, and they appear on the screen, but, but it's enough. It gives you everything you need to get through this 45-minute workout. And I'm calling it an hour because it's an hour door-to-door, mm-hmm. door door, right, from walking in right. through the front door to getting back out. It's now you're working out for 45 minutes during that. And, you know, we're pretty unique in terms of, you know, what we've done there. And you know, I'm not trying to knock it, but, you know, if you compare that to, say, a spin class, uh, cycle studio there's only one thing you can do in that right you get on your bike right, and you spin exactly. for an hour right here you know we have essentially 30 different pieces of workout machinery all very simple stuff battle ropes free weights kettlebells not much stuff in there 
and your viewers can go on, your listeners can go online and kind of see exactly what goes into a boot camp. But there's not a ton of stuff in there. It's only a 2,000-ish square foot space. Get up to 36 people in there. And the idea was with these 30 different uh, pieces of um, equipment, all very simple, you can actually produce hundreds of different um, exercises because, of course, a lot of these exercises – you know, you can do with human body weight, you know, like if you're doing right. a push-up or a sit-up or whatever else. We, you know, and a lot of the best exercises, you just don't need a lot of this expensive stuff. And so we have 900 different uh, uh, exercises pre-programmed. And then our expert trainers who are putting this together. They put something together to create an all-round body workout. So you're never doing the same workout twice because you know, I, I'm sure there's someone on there that's better at math or math, as we would say here in England. But, you know, you have 900 choices, then you have 899 mm-hmm. choices, then you have 898 choices, and you multiply that up through the whole workout. You have a lot of different ways you can right. configure this, so you're never doing the same thing twice. And that was huge because people get bored. You know, they just get bored. Yes. You know, yeah. Right. You know, there's a reason why if you're on an elliptical, you have to watch TV whilst you're doing it. You know, it just, it's just mind-numbing. <laughs> right. um, um, so that's how we've integrated technology. And we do think that's a huge point of differentiation from you know, other workouts out there. Um, you know, and I think you know, we're seeing now that you know, the, the initial franchisees that came to us, and this is a very important point, the very first few were Tough Mudder diehards you know, that come and they'd seen the test space that we built in our offices in Brooklyn, and they really believed in what we were doing. They believed in the product. They believed in the brand. They believed in the community. But you know, like what we're now seeing is we're seeing you know, people who are making just clear professional investor decisions you know, and are buying 10 units at once. You know, the fact we've already sold over 50 units and we're on track to exceed our goal of 100 units sold this year. I mean, it's just amazing you know, um, uh, for us. You know, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging. You know, like it's, uh, it's not the English way, but we've been blown away um, by what we've achieved to date. And, um, and now, increasingly, we're seeing it's not just people who love the Tough Mudder brand, but people are saying, wow, like you have a great product. The unit economics on this are just incredible. Right. From a, a management perspective, it's wonderful because you know, you know, the technology is doing 90% of the work for me here. You know, really, I just need to open the doors and have someone check people in, and then you know, it, they're off to the races. This is just a great business opportunity, and you know, that's why we're seeing you know, uh, we're selling 10 units in individual cities. Um, and, and this is maybe the statistic I'm most proud of, and it's the, the team that deserve it. Right? Our current conversion rates from our discovery days is 100%. Um, That's incredible. I know, I know. Um, everyone we're bringing along is buying right now. Um, and, you know, of course, we're selective in who we bring in. We won't just invite anyone right. down. Um, you know, we want to make sure we're bringing in people that we think can do a great job that can look after the brand. Because at the end of the day, I'm an entrepreneur and Tough Mudder's my baby. And, you know, I only want to work with people right. that I like and I trust and I respect. And so, you know, we are pretty discerning. And we have said to some people, look, we don't think you're, even if you've got the money, we don't necessarily think you're the right person for us here. But the people that we're bringing into the discovery is 100% conversion. Um, so long may this continue. And then remember as well, the nature of what we've built, it's easy to keep innovating and coming up with new uh, workouts. You know, right. it's not like, that's true. Yeah, right? It's not like we're saying, hey, no, buy this expensive bit of equipment and, you know, you can have like one new thing. You know, we're able to say, look, you know, like the team, I you know, there's personal trainers and trainers that we're working with have put together a whole suite of stuff. Um, uh, and... Also, franchisees get discounts to buy tickets for the event. So there's a retail resale opportunity for them. You know, we want the trainers to say, "Hey, I'm bringing a team together, and you know, 
we're going to have a bus and it's going to take everyone out and we're all going to have our own T-shirts. And I went, like, you can buy it cheaper from me than you can buy it on toughmudder.com. Um, and that's the secondary incentive for them as well. That's terrific. You mentioned some of them. Well, you know, as far as like characteristic, you know, are, are there any other characters? It sounds like, I mean, of course, passion, it seems like it's very yeah. important to you. You know, somebody who yeah. appreciates the brand and has as passion. Is there anything else you look for? I mean, when you're meeting with a prospective yeah. franchisee, I mean, you do turn, you know, a, a yeah. lot of them down. What do you look yeah. for? What else do you look for? So, you know, it's, of course, you know, we look for some stuff that I'm sure most other businesses out there would look at. Do we believe mm-hmm. they can, you know, they have the management skills, the business skills to operate a gym? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, look, and there's parts of it that's tough, right? You know, like you have to be up right. early in the morning, right? Of course, the busy times are in the morning and the evenings before sure. most people go to work and, like, you know, on their way back from work. Um, so, you know, and, you know, I it matters, you know, like people are going to come in, right? They want to make sure this thing's clean, right? Things need to happen on time. You know, people don't want to be taking seven, eight minutes to check in. They want to get, turn up two minutes before the workout, you know, drop their bag off, like be straight into it. Um, so like, you need to be sophistica- a sophisticated business professional. I, the other thing that's true is, yes, we have the database and yes, we can tell you where, um, I know all the mothers live, and of course there are other channels available to us that right. another franchise has. But make no mistake, right? You have to pound the pavements, right? You have to bring sure, people in yourself, and you know we can help get people through the door. But converting those people who are trialing into members, right? You, you need right. to be able to give them a great experience, you know, and you know, you know, at the end of the day, Paul Whitman blame their tools. We think we've got a great, great work out there, but it, you know, you've still got to hire the right people, have the right judgment there as to what it takes to build a strong team on the ground. Um, and then you've got to convert people. You know, people who walk come in through the front door, who have a great workout. You know, like you can't, you've got to catch them, you know, before they get back to their car. You've got to hit them up on email afterwards. And you know, there are no shortcuts in this world. You know, um, and right. you know, it, 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 you know, at the end of the day. A franchise succeeds or fails not on the quality of the concept on it of itself. That's only half the equation. It's the franchisee on the ground. So you need somebody who has business smarts, who isn't afraid of some hard work, who will roll up their sleeves and you know, pound the pavements and do the hard work to bring people in. I know that will listen to the feedback they're getting from their customers if they're not converting at the rates they can. You know, and not everyone out there is a great listener. Um, you know, right. these are like some of the things that we're we're looking for but you know it's it's not an arduous process um you know we we said you know we we have people fill in a form toughmudderbootcamp.com and very simple form they have an initial call and it's a two-way process it's as much about uh, the franchisee getting to know us as them and you know like no one it's not in tough mudder's dna to do a hard sell i know uh, yes, of course, we have a sales team, but you know they understand it. this doesn't work in the long term if they're bringing the wrong people into the right. equation. And and we know all too well that there are some uh, studio fitness concepts out there that have you know, you know sold a bunch of units and half of them don't get open. And mm-hmm. we're like that's not the business we're in. You know we've been producing events now you know in twelve different twenty different countries now, you know for the best part of ten years. So, you know Tough Mudder delivers on its promises, and you know if we're going to have partners, they need to do that too. So. We need to be able to provide them with all the support they need from finding the great locations to finding the right, right teams on the ground, all the training that goes into that. Um, you know, and that's something that we're proud that, you know, you know be an industry I didn't know that much about, frankly, four years ago. You know, I, it's been a steep learning curve, but I think we are best in class in all of those 
friends now, but you know, you fill in a form, you have an initial conversation. If that goes well, have a follow-up conversation with the senior person, and then we say, great, come along to one of our discovery days um, in our main offices in Brooklyn, New York, and, and we'll take things from there. Is that where the training takes place as well for your new franchisees? Well, maybe you could talk a little bit about yep. that because I imagine the training is very it, – it's, it's fun and informative at the same time. Yep. Yeah, absolutely, yes. So w- we've built a full mock-up. It's not a commercial operating gym. It's a prototype right. space. It's where we develop the new workouts as well, and we bring in mothers of all shapes and sizes to test stuff out before we roll it out, which, again, I think is pretty – unique that we have that kind of test kitchen so yes we built this our main offices are in brooklyn new york we have offices of course all over the world now i'm speaking from an office in london but our main one is brooklyn new york so the discovery day happens there and then as you move through this the franchisee you know the general manager if they're going to have a manager in there that's not the franchisee the trainers themselves they all come to new york and we have a series of modules for each of them that takes them through what it means to be successful how they run the workouts how the technology operates, um, everything you need to be successful um, within that. And that happens out of New York. But of course, over time, we have 50 units sold now. We'll have 100 by the end of the year. We will be adding more owner-operator units as well. We're certainly seeing the economics are great on this. Tough Matter has investors. And our investors are saying, Will, you should should take some of these territories for yourself because the economics are great here. And who knows, in a couple of years' time, this might be a bigger business for you than you know the events business with its three and a half million participants. Um, so yes, the, and the aim is really to be in every state. And also very important to flag that you know when we look at studio fitness outside of the United States or outside of North America, and most markets we go to, it's a less developed market. And again, we have this unique position that we already have millions of mothers there. You know, in the UK alone, you know, this year we'll have two hundred thousand people do our events. Um, you know, out of a population of 65 million. I mean, that's a, that's a meaningful chunk of the overall population of the country. Right. What, you know, in studying your background, Will, I was, you know, I was very impressed. I, you know, you, you definitely have all the characteristics and traits of, of an entrepreneur. What advice would you give to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Because as you know, I mean, there's a lot out there, isn't there, to choose from. Yeah. So from everything you've learned up to this point, what, what would you say to our listeners in their quest to buy a franchise? Yeah, you know, I am... Um what I've observed of successful people over the long term is successful mm-hmm. people are happy people. They make mm-hmm. choices that are mm-hmm. consistent with their own values and beliefs. And, uh, and you know, I know a couple of entrepreneurs who've made a lot of money, but they're not very happy. Um, you right. know, they didn't enjoy it. They found it stressful. And uh, like they, they, they were in an industry they never found that compelling. And but those are the exceptions because in my experience, I, you know, if you enjoy it. And you know you really enjoy what you do, and you drive a sense of reward and purpose and fun for it. It doesn't feel like work. And right. you know, I would tell everybody, you know, like if you can get to that place, you know, and you can enjoy, if not everything you're doing, at least the bulk of it and the people you're working with, both you know at the franchise level, but also at the franchisor level, you're enjoying those interactions. It just becomes so much easier. And so, you know, as you think these things through, of course you have to do the kind of cold, hard-nosed analysis of saying, look, you know, where do I think I'm going to get the best return on my capital? But you know, I, at the end of the day, business succeed because of the capital invested and the people within them. And you've got to get people that believe in that. And you know, I'm sure you get people on here that have great business opportunities right? mm-hmm. um, in industries that you know, I would be completely ill-equipped to get involved in right? because I just wouldn't have the passion. And so right, I would tell right. people, 
make decisions that are consistent with your values and your purpose. Um, and you know, that doesn't mean to say you should pick something that you know is a bad business, but you know it doesn't have to be the thing that tops the table if you think you're going to have fun with it. So, in my experience, successful people don't just make money; they enjoy what they're doing. Because if they enjoy what they're doing, it becomes so much easier to make money, and they're happy and they have fun, and other parts of their life are in balance too. So, pick something that's consistent with your values. That is the, the most important piece of advice I could give anyone. I think that's I think that's excellent advice. So if you could look into a crystal ball, will you know? I mean, like three to five years down the road. Yeah. I mean, where do you see a Tough Mudder boot camp? Yeah. So I think you know clearly we see um, a very clear geographic expansion for us in the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, we believe we can. You know, there are over a thousand territories. Um, you know, where our brand is relevant, where we believe we can put um, one of our boot camps. Um, you know, we look at that number internationally. We think we can achieve something similar. You know, like like all good businesses, we don't want to rest on our laurels. We're constantly innovating. I'm upgrading the team right, right now, so we have more trainers, putting out more great content. Um, you know, and you know what I hope we see is that you know these com- these form communities. Um, and um, you know, one of the things I'm always impressed with when I go like into something like a Harley Davidson dealership in the United States is it doesn't really feel like a, a sales channel. It doesn't feel like a showroom. It feels like a community hub. And I think right. success for us isn't just, hey, this is great. We've got loads of people and the business is doing well. I mean, hopefully that's all true. But on top of that, you know, we can say, look, here are all these people that made friends, right, that have new friends as a result of it. Like, they're in physically better shape and they're in mentally better shape because of you know, the self-esteem they found through coming to the Tough Mudder Boot Camp and doing the Tough Mudder events, the sense of community that's so central to everything that Tough Mudder is about. You know, and you know, I hope in you know, some small way, you know, as we look to the future, we can say, hey, look, Tough Mudder is making the world a happier, healthier, better connected place. I think that's what success, you know, right from day one has always meant from us in the events business. And, you know, we've only ever moved into businesses that we believe are consistent with our values and our mission. And I think we can do that here. That's fantastic. What's the best way for our listeners, Will, to get more information on Tough Mudder Bootcamp as as a franchise opportunity and, and even the service itself? Are there any websites that you'd like them to go Absolutely. to to check out? Yes. So, um, you know, our website is uh, toughmudderbootcamp.com. You can also get to just Google Tough Mudder, and uh, you'll be able to follow there to the bootcamp page. A lot of information about where the current uh, bootcamps are that are already open, um, where ones are that are going to be opening soon, and lots of information there about it as a franchise opportunity you know, if you're interested it's a very simple form one of our mm-hmm. team will give you a call up give you a get, you know you'll get to know us a bit better we'll get to know a little bit more about you and if we think that makes sense then we'll have another couple of conversations and then we'll get you down to our headquarters in brooklyn new york to come and see what it's all about meet all of the team see some of the, the unique things that we think makes tough mother special so toughmudderbootcamp.com that's fantastic. My family is from Brooklyn, so I get there. I get back about two or three times a year. Well, so next time I'm in the area, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stop by and, and, and look you guys Do. up because I we'd, think this is love, an amazing opportunity. Carol well, Gardens. Thank you. That, okay, very close to here. So we're in MetroTech in downtown Brooklyn. So sure, yeah, a mere, exactly a mere right. ten minute walk from there. Yeah. So uh, yeah, please do. We'd love to, we'd love to host you and. You know, like if you want to learn more about it, of course, the studios are opening all over the country. So, you know, and by this time next year, we'll have over 100 open. So get down, do one of the workouts and see what you make of it yourself. And I think what people will see is it's people of all shapes and sizes. It's not just elite fitness. You know, it's not just all men or all women. Right. It's all different right. groups. And it's 
it's one of the things I'm most proud of. You know, if you do a Tough Mudder event, you go anywhere in the world. If you see another Tough Mudder T-shirt, they'll high-five you and you know, they'll say hi to you because it's a community. And I think you'll see that in the boot camps as well. Well, I've really enjoyed speaking to you today, Will. Oh, I'd like to, you know, invite you back again in the future, you know, because I think this Please is do. an amazing franchise opportunity. Oh, so I, I hope really you'll have me on again. Of course. You've Best got of luck it. with everything. Thank you again. Thanks so much, Will. We'll be right back with more franchise interviews. Coming up on segment two, you're going to hear what every franchisepreneur needs to know before buying a franchise. We're going to play a clip from our popular Great Quotes and Franchising podcast right here on Franchise Interviews. Are you looking for a franchise that delivers? Businesses will always need shipping, and for more than 25 years, loyal customers have depended on Unishippers for reliable savings and exceptional customer service. Unishippers is focused on just one thing, helping small and medium-sized businesses save time and money on all their shipping needs. And as the largest reseller of complete shipping services in the country, we have the buying power to ensure that we succeed. The Unishippers franchise offers low startup costs, no equipment or real estate required because they're not retail, residual income, and a quality of life and work-life balance. For more information on becoming a Unishippers franchisee, go to www.unishippers.com and click Franchise Opportunities or call Franchise Development at 801-708-5822. That's 801-708-5822. Franchisers, are you looking to reach aspiring entrepreneurs looking to buy a franchise? Are you looking to reach a highly educated audience on franchising? For over eight years, Franchise Interviews has been giving an up-close, behind-the-scenes look at franchising and entrepreneurship through our website, FranchiseInterviews.com, where you can hear and read interviews as well as get tips from some of the most successful sources in franchising. Our weekly franchise radio show where each week you get to hear a new interview with franchisers, franchisees, franchise authors, franchise experts and attorneys, and our podcast, Great Quotes in Franchising. For more information, go to FranchiseInterviews.com or call us at 610-905-2919. That's 610-905-2919. Hi, everyone. This is Marty McDermott, the president of Franchise Interviews, and welcome to another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising, where each podcast you get to hear a great quote in franchising. Well, one of the shows I strongly recommend listening to if you're an aspiring entrepreneur is Stop Riding the Pine. And the show is hosted by Jamie J. And Jamie is an amazing interviewer. He speaks with entrepreneurs on a variety of topics. And I had the pleasure of appearing on Stop Riding the Pine. And one of the topics that Jamie and I was were focusing on were key elements to successful franchising. So this particular clip of Great Quote in Franchising, we're going to call this, There's No Creativity in Franchising, and we're going to explain why. What do I want this franchise to do for me? You know, um, why are you considering getting into franchising? Because, you know, a lot of times people that get into franchising, Jamie, I think probably should not get into franchising. They'll go into it for the wrong reasons. Well, they'll see the success of one franchise and they'll say, God, I wish I owned one of these. But right. that doesn't mean that they should necessarily buy into a Dunkin' Donuts franchise. And sometimes they go into the wrong franchise opportunity. So they might be suited for a franchise but they're getting into the wrong franchise, you know? Um, so 
I, I think you really have to be um, you really have to be open, you mm-hmm. know, to um, uh, to all the different categories that are out there. Um, again, going deep within yourself and asking yourself, what do I want this franchise to do for me? If you don't want to work on weekends, you know, then um, you know don't get into, you know, uh, one of these like children franchises where they're real busy on Saturdays or Sundays, you know, so you have to say, you know, what do I want it to do for me? You know, and you ask yourself those deep, um, those deep rooted questions. Perfect. Perfect. I think that's huge. It's, it's very important for people to not jump into something. Absolutely. Because it's expensive too, Jamie. I mean, a lot of times, you know, you're signing a 10-year contract, you know, which mm-hmm. is um, uh, 10 years of your life. You know, you know, it's it's a long time, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's oh my gosh, like, I, I won't compare it to the, the sanctity of marriage, you know, but right. <laughs> sometimes it, it 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 goes further than that, you know. I mean, having that that 10-year commitment, you know, so it is a very big commitment um, financially. It's a big commitment. Um, I think you have to have the support from your family, you know, whether it's 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 your wife and your children, because the first year. Typically, from what I've learned in doing this show such a long time now, is um, it, it takes a long time to, to, to get it off the ground. Even if it is a Subway franchise or you know a very recognizable brand name, you're still going to be putting a lot of work into it. You know, so right. you might be missing that time from your family. And, and you know, um, sometimes people get into franchising for the wrong reasons as well. Maybe they'll have a bad day at work. You know, and they say, "Oh, I hate my boss." You know, I'm out of here. <laughs> I want to be my own boss. You know, and you know, I, I, again franchising may not be the best alternative for that type of person. You know, there's so many different types of of levels of of entrepreneurship. You know, franchising is just one. I mean, you could just initially start your own business where you get to be the creator. You know, there's no, I hate to say this, but there's no creativity in franchising sometimes. You know, I mean, you have to follow somebody else's creation and that's okay for some people, you know, for me, it, it wouldn't be, you know, be, and, and I'm assuming in, in getting to know you over time, you know, you might have trouble with that as well. Cause again, you like to create, you know, I, 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 w- I couldn't get outside of the outside of the structure, but I understand why that would be a good thing because exactly okay, they've been there. They've done that. You won't make the same mistakes that, that the original franchisor made because they found the solutions along the way. And that's part of the attraction. For exactly. Exactly. I just, I, published um it sounds like I'm bragging Jamie but I just got one of uh, a a paper published in uh, You deserve it. <laughs> a journal. If you'd like to hear that whole interview with Jamie J of Stop Riding the Pine all you have to do is go to stopridingthepine.com and you can hear the whole podcast and lastly we just want to thank everyone for making this podcast such a big success we've it's hard to imagine that we've been doing it now 10 years ago it was one of the things I was talking <clears throat> about with Jamie on the show is the longevity of the show is, you know, what started out to be a, a one-month project turned out to be 10 years. So I just want to thank everyone for um, listening to the podcast and, and, and making it such a success. So thanks, everyone. We'll see you again soon with another edition of Great Quotes in Franchising from Franchise Interviews. Take care, everyone. Franchise Interviews from Eastern Pennsylvania to Sydney, Australia. You're listening to Franchise Interviews. Franchise Interviews.